what we do here is go back, 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 back. Hello and welcome to Turbo Geeks, a short format podcast where dope people talk about dope topics. On today's episode, Game of Thrones, the final season, the episode titled The Bells. The episode recap. This is Season 8, Episode 5 of Game of Thrones. Uh, This episode was directed by the great Miguel Sapochnik, the guy I've been raving about in his other episode, uh, The Long Night. Um, Varys wants Jon to take the Iron Throne, but Jon refuses to betray Daenerys. After learning of Varys' plot from Tyrion, Danny has Drogon execute Varys on a really dope, like, set piece where it's late at night and you don't see Drogon until he, like, appears just above uh, Danny and, and flames Varys. Daenerys plans to incinerate King's Landing, but Tyrion conspires for Jaime to enter the city to secretly take Cersei away from Westeros. As Jaime, Arya, and Sander uh, Clegane infiltrate King's Landing, Daenerys has Drogon destroy the Iron Fleet by using the sun, um, the scorpion weapons, the city gates, and most of the Golden Company, allowing her army to enter and wreak havoc and kill. The Lannister forces are overruled and surrender uh, by using the bells, which, you know, Chekhov's gun, Tyrion talking about it every fucking time he could in the last episode. Hey, if they ring the bells, then uh, that means they've surrendered and you have the city and so on and so forth. But an enraged Danny attacks the city on Drogon, indiscriminately burning soldiers and civilians, women and children, and so on and so forth. The allied army follows her lead, slaughtering all in their path, horrifying Tyrion and Jon. After entering the Red Keep, Jaime kills Euron after a a battle, um, but is mortally wounded. Sandor convinces Arya to abandon uh, her kill list and Cersei and save herself, then engages the mountain in Clegane Bowl. The mountain kills Kyburn. Cersei quickly runs away from this fight, and and the brothers fight to the death on a staircase or stairway to nowhere, falling um, into the flames of the city. Uh, Cersei and Jaime reunite and flee, uh, but their exit is blocked by rubble, and both are buried as the castle collapses on top of them. John calls a retreat as civilians uh, desert a demolished king's landing. Amid the city's destruction... Arya barely escapes alive. What hasn't been said yet about this particular episode? This is where we see Danny turn heel and kill a bunch of innocents and 
I feel like this was definitely unearned. This is this was not good storytelling. While the episode was vis- visually beautiful, I felt something was up in the uh, previously on episode to then try to remind you, like, hey, uh, a Targaryen in the world is a scary thing. Every time a Targaryen is born, a coin is flipped, and yes, you you put the the pieces there and whatnot. My biggest issue was that in the in the ledger of pros and cons with the character of Daenerys that she had a lot of pros, obviously, as being a, a point of view character and somebody that we follow along with in this in the Game of Thrones series a lot. Uh so much that people in the real world are naming their children uh Danny and all that stuff that her her list of cons was not that bad and she had no, nothing preceding this she had the precedent had not been set that she would be capable of this kind of evil or capable of that kind of mental shift um granted i i see it on paper on bullet points if you were to tell me by reading a story without uh, up until this point, you know, from meeting her as this timid little girl in Essos on the run all the time with her brother uh, to where it is now, bullet points would make sense. But that's not how we perceived her story, right? Uh, a lot of this comes from this truncated season over the past couple of seasons, uh, starting with season six, where they were not in line with the books anymore and they didn't have source material to come up with. So I get it. Like you, you can't get as deep as you could with the books um, because we only had these kind of episodes and the, and the money and the timing and all that stuff. But we were missing some steps there. There could have been a moment or two where uh, Daenerys had like uh, internal conflict when it came to, you know, fighting her enemies or something like that. Let's say the loot train attack, um, where she ended up killing, uh, Sam's father and brother, um, Randall and Dickon, Dickon Tarly. What if there were, what if there was a point where she was about to attack and Tyrion's like, wait, uh, in the middle of the, of the caravan, there are a bunch of uh, women and children or uh, bankers from Essos. Don't kill them. They're innocent. And where sh- Danny would have to have a strategy of like, okay, I'll take out anybody who's in armor and I'll leave everybody else who's not. And then like a mistake on the field happens and she kills uh, some innocents. And to see that internal conflict play out, whether it's in private or if, in confidence talking to John or um, Missy or Grey Worm or, you know, her, her, in, her, her, her team, right? We, we could have seen something there and I think that would have been a little nicer in showing that she is capable of this or having her like, you know what, I don't care that I killed those. That, that would have made this turn in this episode feel a little bit more earned. But, you know... If you've heard any of these other episode reviews, recaps, I am very much meh on all this season. 
because they had a lot of time to develop this. And I think a lot of these story beats were definitely planned, but how they got to them feels a little rushed. Something like this needed a little bit more of a slow burn and a couple of more like will she or won't she as opposed to uh, it's possible, but it's really hard to because we hadn't set precedent before. Um, this matters a lot because it's the conclusion. You know where you're trying to go and if it doesn't feel earned, then the storytelling falls flat and, and that's what I see there. Yes, for anybody who's been like, you, yeah, she killed her brother and look at her face and she killed the masters and the calls and stuff like that. Yeah, we know, but they, they were legit bad guys. Um, she had been fighting for those who couldn't fight and uh, a freer of slaves and the defender of the weak, uh, herself being one, one of them, right? She saved herself first with uh, marrying Dro Drogo and, and knowing, you know, she had to either be subservient or she could take power through other means. And, you know, that's when she became a woman. And, and to see this uh, character that we've been following and have been writing and rooting for turn evil because the writers needed her to turn evil was very, very disappointing. Um, I, I just want the story to be a little tighter. Um, make our protagonists stop being stupid as fuck because they're, they're out of character and we have them there. So they're just writing them there. But Tyrion, one of the smartest, most intelligent, most clever people on the show is now just making mistakes left and right and not knowing what's going on. Um, I'm up for anything to wrap this up as long as it makes sense narratively it's hard because again the story arc of a young timid girl becoming the most powerful person in the realm uh and having that like just turn out of nowhere and, and having this whole like oh, you're just like your father Wh like what does that mean as a as a story why do we listen to stories why do we read and watch movies and uh stuff like that because we want to see that you know people can change from what they're given in life and stuff and to say that hey if you've been abused and used and you come from a a bad family those sins are going to fall on you too doesn't really inspire a lot of hope and and makes a lot of people wonder why they invested all this time energy and effort into the story so seeing where it's been going has been really disappointing because the setup was so great and i don't know if it's because they didn't have source material to kind of follow, but it, it's been very disappointing for me. So I just want an intelligent conclusion uh, in the next episode here. Um, yeah, I get I get they've removed the fantasy element and knowing that the Night King was not the end all for everybody was, you know, a, a way to subvert those expectations, but then to also have this whole thing turn out the way it has. I'm sure there are a bunch and a ton of set, uh, think pieces online already, not just in Twitter verse, but like YouTube, like let's rewrite all these scenes and let's rewrite the story and stuff. You're always going to have that kind of fanfic and all that. I've experienced it before. Definitely being part of the 
the Star Wars fandom, and especially after the reception of the last film, The Last Jedi, and then you know to a, to another extent, the Solo film is is just something that you know it's it's rough, and I get it. But ultimately, these are the stories that belong to the storytellers. So I'm going to let them finish it out, and hopefully it turns out a little bit better. Uh, and if it's something I'm disappointed in, it's something I'm disappointed in. I'm obviously just talking about this because this is the last big thing in monoculture. This is something that, you know, how many people are trying to sit down and watch something on a Sunday and uh, be able to talk about it at the water cooler at work with friends at the gym the day after, right? This is... This is a big moment in pop culture, so I think we all have to, you know, do what we need to to, to stick with it, um, if you're a fan of it. Um, I'm really excited for Sapochnik's next project, whatever this may, might be, whether it's a feature film or directing a couple more shows. We know that Westworld is going to have an, another uh, season coming up, but I forget what it's what it's supposed to be or if they said something about a prequel or if it's a direct sequel again but i don't think we're going that route i forget or if it was supposed to be a story that's not quite westworld but could lead into westworld so kind of like in in the universe of it all Uh, if he would just jump to another hbo project or if he's gonna kind of venture out on his own like like neil marshall or alan taylor before him um they're kind of mixed uh, versions of success though especially alan taylor who all who did what thor the dark world which i was actually a fan of but a lot of people weren't and then um terminator genesis or genesis or jenny smith or whatever they call it uh those are the things that you know we just had to kind of keep in mind um positives so many crazy shots of destruction so beautiful this is what i wanted from the long night um but as many others have pointed out uh the show just wanted to get rid of the magic so whatever uh Tyrion freeing Jamie was a great scene for how short it was those actors both sold it that you know the pain of the relationship and the love in the relationship I'm sure there's gonna be fallout in the next episode but we'll see um the Dothraki becoming the Dothraki and like crazy as shit like raiders um yelling on their horses being in open plains and just going crazy with their um i forget what they're called now a rocks they're they're funky like question mark swords harry strickland running like a coward and gray worm getting that kill although he was kind of just a face to all this stuff um i have i don't know if i've said this yet but i have not read any of the books so a lot of the stuff that I know are from the watches that I, you know, I, I, I've watched every single episode of this show, but I'm also on Reddit a lot and obviously on the internet. So hearing and seeing and knowing a lot of these things from people who have a deeper knowledge than me in the theories and whatnot was something that I was very excited about and made me feel like I was in the know a little bit more. But obviously the further we went, the less the, the show cared about a lot of those other kind of um, storylines and, and plot devices. So Harry Strickland and the Golden Company being like the best sellsword company in Essos and coming over and being like little bitches who just get uh, destroyed, you know, was 
was disappointing, but uh, it was cool to see and have a face uh, to associate with one side versus the other and seeing how that side really just sucked was pretty cool. Euron versus Jamie, that fight was uh, was cool. I think it was a little too long, and I get it, but it sucks to see this, this power level of people that we know and then this one asshole, Euron, getting introduced fairly recently and seeing him like be just as good so like having him take out a dragon uh and his rise to power like this especially being such a slimy asshole is you know whatever uh the actor definitely playing it up was awesome for him and i hope his profile goes up i think he's done huh. excuse me a couple other projects i think he was in ghost in the shell but i didn't see that remake with uh, scarlett johansson um, but I'm hoping that, you know, as a character actor, he pops up in a lot more. Clegane Bull. I laughed, uh, out loud. This is probably the first like audible reaction I had from the entire episode when, uh, he just like bends over when part of the place starts falling down and he like cover, he acts as like a roof for Cersei and, and Kyburn. I thought that was funny and super silly. And like everybody, all the other Kingsguard gets like knocked out or killed or whatever. Um, I cheered when Kyburn got his head smashed into the wall. Classic mountain move. And, and before he throws his like corpse over onto some other rocks. Um, it was awesome seeing the mountain's helmet fall off. I know a lot of people have made the comparison already to like Darth Vader and how he looked. Like super pale skin, but instead of like pale skin being saved by tech it was pale skin that was definitely rotting off and somehow just being preserved by whatever kyburn did to him um shout out to hapthor bjornsson the actor who plays the mountain who is a power lifter strong man um obviously a huge part of the the strength world that i follow so it was cool and shout out to him for getting to be able to pop off his shirt even though the prosthetics and the rot was was there it was awesome chef's kiss it was so good and so nasty looking uh the hound getting his eyes smashed in was rough but then he pulled the liana and like pulled out his dagger and stabbed the mountain in his eye there's a nice parallel to i believe Arya said that to the hound at some point that she would take a dagger and like stick it in until it popped out of the other side of his head. And like for that so cause their stories were intertwined for the hound to be able to do that, uh, to the, to the man he's hated all his life. Um, and be able to also then turn Arya away from that life was, uh, poetic, especially as they both fell into the fires below. Uh, I thought that was great. Arya getting the one, the oneer, the long shot, uh, and not as a killer, but as a rescuer and a and a point of view character to see the destruction that Danny and Drogon were wreaking on the city, um, the callback to the mom and daughter at the gate and running into them again, um, as they you know had a a big part of Arya's understanding of what was going on, especially with the turn with. The Dothraki injuring the mom, the the mom saying to take the daughter to safety to Arya, 
Arya running away with the daughter, but the daughter's, like, pulling away to go back to the mom and then getting lit up by Drogon's flame was obviously a hard part for me being a father of a daughter. Um, that sucked. Prediction. Now, maybe Arya's, like, Danny's on my shit list or my kill list and this will be it. Maybe that's what's going to happen. I'm kind of over it now. I don't know if I want to be predicting all that stuff, but, you know, it's set up. Um, In the game revealed, they showed how much... The game revealed is a... uh, It's like a deeper, in-depth, and highly produced making of show. Uh, I watch Game of Thrones through HBO Now. And so I get to choose and click all these things that usually they kind of chop up the episode towards the end. So you watch the episode and then if you look in any like more info stuff, they usually have a smaller clip of the previously on the next on and then inside the episode. But then if you're not paying attention to you miss you miss some of the extra bonus uh, clips. And one of them is usually this highly produced little uh, segment called. The game revealed for this particular episode of the game revealed they show how much detail was put into recreating parts of king's landing and answering some questions of like you know we never saw this before so let's do this and that and you're seeing how uh, it's a mix of graphic uh computer graph graphics as well as set pieces was like awesome and being able to see like how they do that stuff i always keep joking that i want to be um one of the, like the debris guys, especially in the battles, they just have the like these scoop things where they like toss dirt and like sand in the air. I want to fucking do that. It'd be awesome just to be like part of th- that movie. Magic is cool to see these plumes and poofs happen. So definitely happened here because of all the debris falling from the air and being burnt. Um, I thought the best shot of the episode was Arya coming across the white bloodied horse, the pale mare. Is this? A nod to the four horsemen and the horsemen of death. And is that Arya? Is is she going to be the one to... to get, and like the other question is, is that Harry Strickland's, the, the leader of the Golden Company? Is that his horse? But I thought we also saw his horse kind of die. A CG, CG horse die in the very beginning of all of it. But I thought that shot was awesome. It was obviously in slow-mo and the sun's peeking through and her face is caked on with blood and and dust um but we'll see what it is uh i was wondering in my head was she just like was there a plan there i don't think there was a plan with her armies and and how they were supposed to take parts of the city so how did danny know not to flame up like literally any and all soldiers that she saw how could she tell lannister forces and golden company and the the stark men from that high up like my my eyesight's not that great i don't know if i could tell those small intricacies from golden armor to like blacker armor especially once you know they get into the shit and things get dirty was was that kind of her way to just like i'm taking out all forces who are below me in the city and if so was that her way to kind of like possibly take john out so that there was no 
uh, confusion with the, you know, succession to the throne. Who knows? Uh, we do know the one of the other popular internet theories, the Valencar prophecy, was fulfilled, although it wasn't fulfilled that well. Jamie had his good hand wrapped around Cersei's neck as they embraced uh, while the structures fell around them. And that that whole prophecy was one of the things that Maggie the Frog told Cersei when she was younger about uh, the Valencar's high Valyrian for a little brother or little sister or something like that, little sibling, uh, choking the life out of her as she died. So while we didn't get that proper thing, uh, apparently Cersei was the first of the twins to be pulled out. So uh, Jamie was theoretically the younger one and he had his hand around her throat and then the stuff dropped. And I'm assuming in the next episode we will see their corpses, whether it is the entire gang finding them or just Tyrion alone finding them. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Uh, they came in the world together and they went out together. So that was the big thing there. That's kind of all the list I have from my positives, my negatives. I'm going to try to keep as short as possible. Um, but again, it goes a lot back to the progressive uh, woman turned into some villainous character. Does not sound great. A bunch of stuff that was telegraphed is there. Fire and blood, fire and blood, fire and blood. I'm going to take the city with force. And then we, she did it. You know, that's been part of the means is like, I'm going to kill everybody once my dragons are grown. And everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to take what's rightfully mine, which is the throne. And everyone's like, yeah. And then she burns the city down. And then she's like, ah, oh, I hope John kills this bitch. That kind of sucks to have like been putting in all this energy and effort behind Danny to just turn in like, you know, a two second scene that doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people. I think this would have been. Uh, you know, we, we got it with Arya's one shot thing, but it would have been cool to have like a different, like rando C or D level character that we kind of follow like hot pie or something through, uh, what was happening in King's Landing at the time. Cause then that way you could have, you know, if, especially if that person was off, you would have had a lot more, uh, sympathy to, or I guess not sympathy, but you would have a lot more reason to believe the turn in Danny because not not the mom and the daughter, but, you know, uh, somebody else that you are familiar with would have been crazy. Uh, a short list of the did you knows. Um, again, this came from the game revealed. This episode featured the most people burned on screen for a production. 22 performers each had... Uh, themselves put on fire for the same shot which was when Danny flamed up the gate and and hit the golden company from behind uh so they did it twice they did the take twice so 44 burning 22 burning bodies on screen at the same time done twice is 44 burning bodies and then you think of it in terms of the production side I believe they had to have at least one extinguisher per actor on fire so that was 44 people for two takes it was crazy that's crazy right uh Sapochnik said episode three was the fight between good and evil and episode five was the what have we become 
you definitely need to check out these the game revealed uh, shorts. Although I also believe after the season finale or the series finale, the week after we're gonna get a long documentary on Game of Thrones. Um, but you can check that out. So predictions. I only have one. Arya and John will be the ones to take out uh, Daenerys, but who knows if either of them get out of it alive. I, I'm part of a, a Deadpool, a gambling, a little, not gambling, but a little betting Deadpool. Who is going to make it out of this season? Who wasn't? I definitely played a lot of people dying because of the long night. Um, but the long night was only an episode and it didn't take out that many people. So that was disappointing. I do have John dying, not seeing the end of this, but I also did not see the, I did not hope for the mad queen theory to come to fruition. So I had Danny sitting on the throne and John possibly or possibly dying. So I think two things are going to happen. Uh, number one, John kills Danny and then he leaves to like go up north and rejoin the free folk or something like that and just say, you know, like, fuck it to this realm. I'm going to like, I want my dog back and we're just going to like live out the rest of our years in the wilderness, especially now that the, no White Walkers are there. Or what I think would be pretty cool is that Danny does take the throne and then like, that's it. That's the end of the thing is like maybe show. Um, the other forces in the realm are going to eventually mount an attack against the queen. But like, if Danny is the queen of the ashes, let her be the queen of the ashes and, and like maybe ponder and sit there. Like what the hell is going on? I I think of like Conan the barbarian and how that movie ended of like him sitting on the throne and like chin on the fist and like literally just sitting and thinking, I think that would be cool. But that's all I got for today. If you are not already following us on social media, do that. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Turbo Geeks Pod. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and more. Rate and review us. It helps more people find the episode because of the the algorithms online with the internets and stuff. The intro music is Otis McMusic by Otis McDonald. The outro music is Compton, provided by Anchor.fm. Thanks for listening. Be kind to one another.